and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. And I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is part three of our winter holiday special, The Return to the Lair of the Red-Robed Lich. Ho, ho, ho. I made the same joke last time. Yeah. But... I'm still sick, so. <laughs> Wait, same, what does being sick thing. have to do with? I don't know. The, the Santa laugh. It's all continuous. There oh, are okay. no there are no breaks in time. Time is an illusion, and my jokes are still funny. Time is a flat circle. You still haven't seen that. You need to. I don't know what you're. I'll referring make you to. watch that. What is that? Um, True Detective season one, when it was good. Yeah. Season three looks like it could be good. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we are uh, getting a little late for a Christmas type episode. It's all winter. Yes, it's all winter. But uh, well, let's let's get into it so that we can see if we can uh, wrap up this episode. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, so that we don't spend a month in uh in the lair of the Red Road Lich, <laughs> and the wrong month at that. So when we last left off, Elahir had encountered Kristoff in a weird room with all the these like uh religious spell components went into a room where there was livestock being tended to by a pair of arctic elves yeah and then ended up in the dungeon and then or in- well something that looks like a dungeon yeah in a dungeon uh with several elves including solivar the mm-hmm. elf that uh taught elahir magic yes and uh he had been transformed into krampus this- this horned demon with long clawed fingers um, and tusks rising from his mouth and coarse uh, dark fur covering his body. And we didn't process her feelings. We're not taking a lot of time for the therapeutic process in this, Mm -hmm. but just a little glimpse. She's devastated and also fucking angry that she wasted time trying to find this guy and needs to get out. She can't save him now. Like he's transformed. She doesn't know how to save him and she needs to get out. Kristoff knows she's here. Like, mm-hmm. she's at a dead end. I'm curious as to why you think that Solvar, why you assume Solvar can't be saved. I think she assumes that Solvar can't be saved. She doesn't know what this is. She doesn't know this magic spell. To figure out how to save him would take time, and she does not have that. So Solvar uh, rises from his corner of the cell and, and walks towards you with hunched back uh, his, his glassblower elf clothes uh, in ribbons. Uh, and he goes, Ella here, you're here. Have you been wicked, Ella here? Um, what brings you here? I came to save you, Solvar. His uh, yellow eyes, like, go wide. I came to save you, but I don't know if I can now. Do you have your wand out? Um, I think so. Because I I was running from Kristoff, I don't think, and I attacked those other elves. I don't think I really ever put it away. Uh, His long fingers clack around the bars of his cell, and he looks down to uh, the wand in your hand, and he says, um, Ella here. The power of winter resides in your soul. Only you can leave this place. But for us here, you can help us. So the question is this. How far does she trust Solivar? Solivar, the elf, the glassblower elf, she probably trusted him quite a bit. But this isn't that person. This is somebody else, really. So does she trust him? is the question that I have to answer because I have to decide, do I try or do I run? 
I feel like she's going to try. I feel like she's going to try to save him. What, what do you want to do? I think she just looks at him and goes, how? Uh, he says, um, the red-robed lich is a madman, and he's enacting plans against us, against the world. If you release us, we can help you escape. So I like that plan, except that I would be trapped in this room with them. I think I just ask, how do I know that I'll be safe? Silvar says, we here are not the ones you need to be afraid of, Ella here. There are others who the Red Robe Lich has done far worse to, and they lurk in the snow and in the Arctic. If you let us escape now, we can help you. Can I discern realities but use my arcane learning? Mm, yes, that uh, arcane learning lets you discern realities uh, about a magic about something magical or otherwise arcane. And I feel like yeah. he is like a magical thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So she's just so smart. I don't feel like she would impulsively decide something. I mm. feel like she would think about it. Yeah. I don't like these dice. They might be actually even. Which is very frustrating. Um, well, I rolled a, se- a seven, plus my intelligence is a nine. It's not awful. It's just not as good as it could Yeah, it's not that you don't get the arcane learning. Right. right. So you do get to ask one question? Yes. What here is not what it appears to be? And I don't necessarily mean like a physical mm-hmm. thing. One of One of these creatures, or one of these people, is still muttering under his breath he's going uh wicked 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 she is wicked wicked she escapes she tries to escape she is wicked she is bad okay solivar's having a conversation with me there's one muttering to themselves and then there's another one right Mm -hmm. and that there were one of them seemed slightly coherent right yes um you you passed you passed two and one of them was like the one like kind of behind you Mm -hmm. is like sort of coherent um solovar seems pretty coherent this other one is just like muttering okay so i think i and in fact i think the one behind you says um uh i think she does like overhearing you and solovar speaking she like speaks out and she goes you can let us out you can help us escape and we can help you i can let you out but i need to get out myself i will not hesitate to kill you if i have to uh, as long as you help me, we can be on the same team. I don't think I'm saying this to Solovar, necessarily. Okay. Solovar smiles this, like, wide Cheshire grin with, like, his tusks. And he goes, um, that's my girl with the winter soul. Okay. Ugh, I let them out. All right. How are you going to let them out? Okay. So here's what I would like to do. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go back to that door. As far as I remember, there was only the door that I came in through. I couldn't see if there was an another if there was another door, right? Yeah. So there's all yeah, there was only one door to this room. And the, that was the room that I came in through. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to do is get to that door and use my wand to unlock those two cages. I think I'm worried though that if I do that, there's a possibility that third will get unlocked. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that third unlocked. I only want those two to cut it, to be safe. I also think that simply unlock... Like, I think you could use magic to undo these locks. But I think if you do a magic that's just like, unlock these cages, I'm going to count that as showing generosity. I think that's opposed oh, to yeah, your no, winter... Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. 
see, I'm not seeing this as being generous. I'm seeing this as like a tactical move. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I could see that. I could see how it could be. So I'm just going to physically unlock them. Okay. I'm going to open Solovar's first. And like my wand is at the ready. I lied. My dagger is at the ready. Okay. So you don't have pick locks, right? Mm -mm. So let's do a defy danger. I'm quite intelligent. Do you think it's intelligence? I believe that Picklocks uses dexterity, but I could see intelligence being used to pick a lock as well. I think dexterity could make sense. I mean, I have an advantage there. Whatever, like, how are you picking the lock? What are you using to pick the lock? I would assume that I still have some of my glass blower tools, mm. right? So, like, I would probably still have, like, probably not very many things would be helpful mm-hmm. that would cross over, but I would probably have some, like, sort of tweezers Maybe some wire. Yeah. Does your character sheet start with adventuring gear? No. I have a healing potion. I have a dagger. And I have leather armor. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I have dungeon rations and an indestructible arcane treasure through which you draw power. Hmm. That's my wand. Um. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm willing to let you use some glass blowing tools to try to unlock this. And probably nothing really big. Like, I would just probably have, like, a little bit of wire. Yeah. Or, like, some tweezers or something. Mm-hmm. I rolled a nine. And my dex is a plus one, or my intelligence is a plus two. Regardless, I've gotten a 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you manage to fiddle with that lock, and it pops open, and, and the door swings open a little bit, and Solovar steps forward and opens the door, and it creaks open. My dagger's at the right. I've taken, mm-hmm. like, a step back from him. Yeah. And he, he's still smiling, um, and he says, uh, we can escape together, here. I will try not to slow you down. Good. And he's kind of like, he's like hunched. He's kind of like hobbling. He's got a little bit of a limp. But you notice now that he has like this, uh, a long, thin tail kind of like waving behind him. And the woman behind you goes, uh, what about me? What about me? Is she the one who was slightly coherent? Yeah. I, I think I look at Solovar before I make a decision. Uh, he goes, it is up to you, Winterborn. I let her out. All right. Two, I mean, two Beasties could be helpful. Yeah. Can you defy danger again? Yeah. What am I rolling with? Intelligence or dexterity? What did you roll with last time? We didn't decide. I we didn't. So decide. how'd you unlock it? Because I unlocked it because I, I rolled a nine, and then my dexterity is a plus one, and my intelligence a plus two. So regardless, I would have had a ten. Oh, girl, so, you gotta tell me what stat you're using. All right, my intelligence. Okay. All right. Then I rolled a seven. <laughs> if it was my dexterity, I will. I only would have had a six. <laughs> I, <laughs> it was my intelligence. Okay. I, that was the argument that I had made before. You're the one who said it. You're you're the one who claimed dexterity. That's fair. I, I'm okay with I'm okay with using intelligence. I think when you are are fiddling with this, um, one of the whatever like glass blowing tools that you are using, mm-hmm. um, uh, bends okay. uh, and snaps, and you're not going to be able to use it to unlock doors anymore. Okay. But it swings open, and she uh, she kind of, I think, like, slithers out. And we assume <laughs> she has, like, these bony protrusions, um, like, up her arms and shoulders. Uh, and she has these, like, big ram's horns as opposed to uh, Solvar's, like, thin, uh, bony, like, splinters. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, I think she's, like, a little bit taller than you. And she smiles, and she says, um, thank you. I think I hold my dagger out. A little, and I'm just like, don't forget, I will kill you. Uh, she smiles and she says, uh, we're not the ones that you need to be afraid of. 
So I hear. And so Solar turns to you and he goes, uh, so where to? We have to leave. We have to go through that door. Okay. I do not want to walk, but I don't want to walk in front of them. Um, but I guess I do. And I head towards that door. Okay. Uh, yeah. You go through the door and they follow slowly behind. Okay. They're much slower than your, like, marching, like, gait. Do I have to stay with them? They could just be so useful, I think. But they're so slow. I mean, your goal was to save Solovar, an old man. It was. (laughs) Yeah, but an old man, I feel like I could have made something happen with that. This is like a magical being. I don't know that I trust using my magic on this being, you know? Mm -hmm. All right, so... We're oh. in the hallway that as you're walking turned- out, that other uh, that other elf is going. What about me? What about me? What about me? You're very wicked. You're bad. You're bad. Let me out. Let me out. It's bad. It's wicked. Let me out. Yeah, I think as I close the door, I go. Yeah, I guess I am wicked. And I just close the door because I don't trust that one. I don't trust either of these. I super don't trust that one. He keeps calling me wicked. He's gonna make too much noise in the hallway. I do feel like pang of uncertainty if i've Mm -hmm. made the right decision there but in my head i think if i can if i can get myself free then i can help him later so we're in the hallway that i originally was like either i go right into the dorms or i go left down this hallway oh yeah so So if i go straight i would go to the dorms yes and if you turn right you would go back to the um livestock pen i'm gonna go to the dorms there Uh, might be a back way out okay Kristoff was right behind me when I was going to the livestock room. Yes. Well, he was, yeah, he was still held up in the in the room before. But there was no other way to go. Like, the livestock room, it was yeah. either I go back to Kristoff or I go to the dorms. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to the dorms. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you make your way to the dorms, and this room is unlocked. Uh, it's like a very bare, like, wooden door. Mm-hmm. And you head in. Mm-hmm. Inside, there are five or ten elves who are, are making their beds, they're they're tidying the room. Uh, there's like maybe 20 beds or mm-hmm. so. Like very bare bones, dormitory style beds, uh, chamber pots, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And these elves turn when the door opens. And when they see you, they look very confused. And when they see Solovar and... Pause. Yes. Because I'm afraid they're going to scream. I want to freeze time. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking it. But as you were describing it, I think they're going to scream. I don't want them to scream. I want to freeze time so I can get my bearings. Okay. In this room. Uh, 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 I rolled the 10. Plus 2 is 12. All right. Uh, uh, I do it. So you have to choose one. I do it well. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. My magic's effect is temporary or superficial. Yeah. So uh, similar to when you cast this on the one elf in the livestock pen, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, they freeze instantly, but you can already start to see like them like starting to move a little bit, mm-hmm. and their mouths are opening up in like horror screams. Yeah. Okay. But you have some time, so what do you do? I want to look for another door, or windows, or a way out. A different way other than the door that I'm in. Okay. Uh, there, There is a door on the caddy corner to this one. Okay. We start making our way there. I'm assuming the two are not frozen. Uh, so Lavar and... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. This worked as you intended it. Okay. Um, so we're, we're making our way caddy corner then. Okay. So Lavar is uh, with you and this uh, other 
Krampus elf, uh, like, stops to inspect one of the frozen elves. And she gets up, like, very close to them and her I'm eyes like, are wide. I'm, like, yelling at her. I'm like, no, we don't have time. Let's go. Uh, and she follows. And in the other door, through that door, is uh, a kitchen. And there is a gruel here and, like, basically, like, pots, dirty pots, enough to feed the work worker elves which i guess would imply that it is a very large kitchen and it is uh it is not in use at the moment there's no one here i would like to make a historical observation that you can take however you would like to Mm -hmm. many kitchens were at the back of the house and had their own entrance to the outside world because there was like a garden attached that is a historical thing you can take that how you would like to take it but I'm just telling you Diana expects this to be the exit because um, it's a kitchen. It is the worker elves kitchen. So, I mean, that, that doesn't have to be how this world works. Yeah, I'm just trying to think because I made a move last session to uh, because you failed very badly. Yes. You failed to roll very badly and I made a move last session. But at the same time, okay. Your uh, submission has been sent to the judges for review and found to be adequate. Okay. So there is a door here. In exchange, we cut the camera and we see Kristoff, or rather we see the back of the specter of Thelion, and we see it burst into flame um, and char and burn black and uh, disappear into ash and... In its place, we see Kristoff standing with a short sword at his side, glowing with magic, and his eyes wide and furious. And then he turns to the locked door that you did not go through in that room. And then we'll cut back to you. Oh, fun. And there's another door on the other side of this kitchen. We head for that door, because we don't know what's happening with Kristoff. So you go through this door and inside or on the other side of this door is a much smaller dorm room, Mm -hmm. um, one that we as viewers would recognize as the one that Thelion entered into 20 years ago. Right. And there are finely dressed house elves here. And I think one is like just lying on a bed um, and the other is, uh, I think, like tidying something on the wall. And when they turn and see you, uh, the one gasps. I think she shouts, you, mistaking you for your brother. Oh. Uh, would I make that connection? I don't know if you would. Okay. And she starts to leap to her feet. Do I have Indy? Well, no, it doesn't matter. I freeze time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's worked pretty well for you so far. I'm just going to keep doing it. I got railroad cards. Cars. Cards? I got sixes. <laughs> I rolled a 14. Um, why can't I think of what we've been calling that this whole time? It's not railroad. Railroad tracks? Um, I super freaked Oh, that's going to bother me. I'm going like, I'm like drawing a blank. Uh, all right. So choose one. My magic's um, temporary and superficial. I'm going to give you a reason for why I keep picking that one. Because it's the safest? One, it's the safest, but two, I haven't practiced this magic in this way before. Oh, okay. All like, right. Like, I'm a novice at this, so I'm casting this spell, and I'm getting a little bit better at it every time I practice it, but I'm 
I've never done this before. I've done it on like a rat before. Like, I've never yeah. done it big scale before. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that works. So same thing. They are slowly, uh, very slowly moving. You can see like their eyes just starting to focus on you. Uh, what do you do? Is there a door or windows? Why don't you discern realities? Okay. I, Diana, might know what's available in the room, but she doesn't. Yeah. She needs to I think... discern the reality of it. Do you remember how Thalion got into this room? No, but I also rolled fucking ones. I had two sixes <laughs> before, and now I have two ones. All right. Uh, there is a door here. I'm going through the room to the door. Okay. This feels bad. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I guess with ones, I get to make a move, don't I? I know what move I'm going to make. Uh, you go to that door, and through that door is another hallway. I'm so angry. And you hear Solovar snap. Uh, he goes, get away from her. And when you turn, uh, this other, this Krampus elf uh, has her hands on the face of the one elf that's been like getting up from her, that was like getting up from her bed. Uh, she has her long hands, uh, her long fingers like wrapped around this elf's face. Yeah, I, um, I turn, we, I close the door to the hall. I'm not going back in the hallway. I would rather go back the way I came than go down another hallway, I think. I'm very frustrated at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was so hopeful with the kitchen that I'm, like, very angry. I turn to her, um, and I've got my dagger out, and I am approaching her, and I'm like, get away from her. She, like, takes a few steps back, and her shoulders, like, roll, and she goes, you are bad you're bad you have done bad things you are escaping you're not supposed to escape and she's like kind of like twitching a little bit mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. goes all of them are bad all of them are wicked they all deserve to be punished where am i where is she where is solovar in relation to the door that leads to the kitchen let's say your back is to the door to the hallway mm-hmm. wall to the left has a door that goes to the kitchen. Okay. She's standing like in the center of the room. Okay. By it. Mm-hmm. Solovar is in between the two of you. Okay. And there are two frozen Arctic elves in here. I start motioning. Well, not motioning. I think I just start walking towards the door that goes to the kitchen. And I, I guess I see if she follows me because I'm moving and they're not. I don't know. I might be a moving target. I want to get her into the kitchen before I try to attack her. I'm afraid that if I try to attack her in here, I'll hurt somebody. I think as you start moving towards the kitchen, Mm -hmm. she starts walking back towards, like, as you turn your focus away from her to go to the kitchen, she goes back to this frozen elf. I take out my wand and I say, I already told you, stop. I think she snarls and she says, um, I have a duty. I have a purpose. What do you have? You have nothing. I'm going to cast my spell that chills them to the bone. And this time I'm going to literally chill her to the bone. I would like to chill her so much she gets frozen. Okay. Uh, roll to cast a spell. And you didn't take any... Uh, you took two advanced moves, didn't you? I did. What advanced moves did you I take? I have plus two armor against magical attacks. Okay. And I, when I cast a spell that deals damage, I get to do additional damage. All right, so cast your... I rolled a 10. Really? Yeah, I rolled an 8 plus 2 with my intelligence is a 10. Okay. Can you choose one for me? And then since this is a new type of spell, can you describe what it looks like? Yeah. I would like this spell to have unforeseen side effects. This is the first time I'm trying to actually hurt someone with a spell. Okay. So I would like it to have unforeseen side effects. And I think for this one, I have to actually, like, 
the way I'd been moving my my wand was like very small movements by my leg. Mm-hmm. I think for this one, I have to make a much bigger movement. And I think you actually see like ice or what appears to be ice kind of shoot from my wand. Okay. Towards her. Roll your damage. All right. This is damage with magic. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I can roll my additional damage. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So I rolled an eight. You rolled an eight? I rolled an D8? eight and a two. Okay. Are you thinking of it as like a beam or of it like a cone? Um, like ice is literally coming from your wand, right? Yeah. I guess I'm picturing it more of like a like a light, like a cone of light. Oh, Do you know okay. what I'm saying? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it bursts from your wand. Uh, and I think stalagmites of frost burst along the floor yeah. along its path yeah. um, and hit this woman and the ice like pulls up from inside uh, and you can see like ice crystals forming uh, al- like pushing out of her skin along those bony protrusions mm-hmm. um, and have frozen her but they kind of like burst out from around her as well uh, along the floor and hit that uh, the frozen elf um crawling up her leg um and she is still frozen and has not had time to really respond but you can see her like starting to slowly move in response i think you can also see um ice crystals like form along like at the top of your skin along the hand that cast it okay so now is that like a permanent uh no i don't know no um i don't know i haven't decided yet okay uh but this elf is frozen in time and frozen um in place place, uh and will probably be taking damage unless you do something about it i don't think i'm going to because she'll get unfrozen in time and the other elves can help her and i need to get out okay and i feel bad but i don't i wasn't expecting it i think um i wasn't expecting to have to hurt someone with my magic and so i i think i'm a little afraid to try to help someone with my magic um, plus, that's showing generosity or helping things grow, and fuck that shit. That is true. I'm a winter. Wi- I'm a winter bitch. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm a winter witch, but I'm not. I'm a winter bitch. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, so I don't think I help her. I mean, the other they'll unfreeze in time. They can help her. We live in the f- fucking tundra. She'll be fine. Someone will help her. I with Solovar head back to the kitchen and close the door behind us. I think as you are going to the kitchen or going into this hallway, wherever you like are, are trying to go, Solovar calls to you. I turn around. Uh, and he, he is standing in this corner of the room where there is a large, uh, like five foot by five foot square that is a different color than the rest of the floor. Oh. If you remember from a year ago. Yes. Valian <laughs> got down into here. <laughs> There, there's a there's a small like ruby there and he goes um i think there's like a uh, a hole in the ceiling yeah you would have you would have seen this um I'm like i don't think she, she got ones before y- yeah but even so i don't think you need to discern reality to see like that there's a big hole in the ceiling yeah you should yeah you would have been able to see that and yeah solovar is standing over it i walk over to him and it uh and he goes this will take us to the palace. Okay, let's go. Um, I think he stares at uh, the Krampus elf that you killed uh, for a second. And then, yeah, he's just wa- he's waiting for you to uh, activate the elevator. I activate it. 
I step on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you step I step on, on it. Okay. I remember. I remember. And it starts taking you up. Up through this, uh, like, uh, smooth stone shaft. Up into the kitchen for the palace. And this kitchen is active. There are two elves there cooking. When the two of you rise up mm-hmm. out of the floor. And I don't think you have time to freeze time. Yeah, I don't before think it, yeah. this, uh, these elves shriek um and pans and pots start clattering and they start like running for the doors there's two doors in this kitchen one very close to you and the other on the other end of the room it's like a long rectangular kitchen and they are heading for the ones away from us the one away from us Mm, yeah so we head for the one next to us okay you go through the room next to you and it leads into the the feasting hall uh, the feasting hall has this uh, long dining table, and it is has all these all these chairs lined up along them. And when you walk in, the first thing you notice is like this this wonderful smell of of um, roasted meat and uh, vegetables and uh, all this delicious food, uh, sweet smells, uh, savory smells, salty smells. And you walk in to this room. And the doors kind of like swing behind you. And this room has uh, on the other side is a double door. And all the way on the other end of this long table are two men. Kristoff stands um, with his hands on the table. And Grimner sits at the head of the table uh, with two house elves beside him. What do you do? My, I never put my wand away from when I attacked that other woman. Mm-hmm. I know that freezing time isn't going to affect them, but I think I try it anyway. Okay. So I rolled a nine. So you choose two or I choose one. Mm-hmm. My spell has unforeseen side effects and I draw unwanted attention or put myself in a spot. The GM will tell me which one. Or, no, I'm sorry. Well, tell me how. So I pick one. I mean, they're... I, they're I think essentially those are, the same thing. Yeah, I think yeah. those are synonymous. You, you tell me how I do it. All right. So you walk in and you immediately try to cast this spell. Mm-hmm. I think uh, as you are casting, Grimner shouts uh, like this deep booming, No! And I think your cold blue time freeze like bursts out from your wand and... It hits this wall of warmth around Grimner, mm-hmm. and everything else is frozen, including Solovar as he enters the room behind you, uh, these two Arctic elves, and Kristoff. But Grimner is not. He uh, sits with uh, with his hands on the table. Uh, we established before that he has a, a huge beard, uh, white with tinges of uh red he wears an eye patch over one eye that is uh fine and gold like uh leather with uh gold and red uh thread and his hair is uh is tied in a bun behind his head and he's wearing like this big red robe uh with like white fur trim and uh i think he stands up and grimner says it's about time And I think he gestures to the table and he goes, take a seat. I think she takes a seat. 
and he sits down and everyone else in this room is just like completely frozen in time mm-hmm. and uh he uh i think he gestures there's like a roast duck near you and he goes try the duck it's very good i don't need anything um, and i think he uh he takes uh he takes like um like a pork roast and he he cuts off some and he sets it on his plate uh, and you can hear the clinking of silverware and and utensils on china and he uh i think he gestures to solovar and he goes why do you have that with you i think i counter his question with why is he that uh he goes um because the world needs many different types of things it needs light and it needs darkness that is darkness i think she just stares at him she's just waiting he goes are you not hungry ella here i think she continues to just stare at him um charisma's not her thing <laughs> just he uh, takes a, a bite of food, and he goes, um, I could free Kristoff with a wink, with a twitch of my nose, but I think you've upset him very dearly. What did you do, Ella here, to upset my son so? What did you do to upset me so? He laughs, that deep booming, <laughs> Oh, Ella here, I killed your blasphemer brother that's what i did and i've been keeping an eye on you i think he taps his good eye ever since i know what you have ella here you have that wand that slither of his spear that i confiscated all those years ago can i see it you just hold it up into the light for me i only have one good eye now you see it is hard for me to see i just continue to stare at him I don't make any movements. Uh, he goes back to his plate uh, and he says, um, he says, years in the glass workshop have ruined your table manners, I'm afraid, my dear. I believe that's your fault. He chuckles and he goes, indeed, that is true. I kept you there, Ella here, and let you learn because I believe that you are familiar with what I am familiar with, that is, that the world is divided into light and dark. We here in the frozen north, we know that light and dark are equals. We spend months in the dark and months in the light. We get overexposed to both, and we learn to adapt just in time for things to change. You have spent years in the light. And the first thing you do when you go to escape is you free these creatures of darkness into my home. Do you know why I make them? Can you guess yet? I just stare at him. It's because people need them. They need them in the dark to keep them from doing wrong, from keep them from doing evil things. I reward the just, and I see that the wicked are punished, that is what I believe. And who punishes you? I will see my punishments or rewards when the time is right. You see, I have grand designs, Ella here. Grand designs to save the world, to bring forth a great king that could rule far better than I. And when he comes, I'll no longer be needed. These things will no longer be needed. Your people's work will no longer be needed but 
to see those ends requires work and sacrifice. Sacrifice of, he places a big, huge hand on his chest. Sacrifice of my very soul, Elahir. And so I ask you, Elahir, with your soul so much like mine, and yet the opposite side of the coin, where I bring light, you bring cold and dark. Look to this man who was your mentor. Let me ask you, instead of leaving this place, help me make them better. They're all failed attempts. They are mad with grief. The darkness warps their mind in a way that makes them unusable to our ends. But with you, a wonderful magus of your own right, under my tutelage, we could bring the light and dark together to this world and save it. Become a great ally of mine, and we can work together to make the world a better place. I think she stands up and kind of walks around her end of the table. She's not walking towards him, she just kind of walks around her end of the table and goes, if I were an ally of yours, this would all be mine? Whatever you want. I would give you your own palace to do your work, to perfect the Krampi. So she's standing and she's walking mm-hmm. a little... I'm sure he's going to expect this, but she's going to try to chill him to the bone while she, like, says no. Okay. Are you, when you say chill to the bone, literal? Literal chill to the bone. I try to chill him to the bone, and I do it when I'm on the side of the table that's closest to the big double doors. Does that make sense? I try to to Mm -hmm. time it so that I can kind of try to escape. So you're, you're, this is more a distraction than Mm -hmm. a, like, you're trying to start a fight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. I rolled two fives. Plus intelligence would make it a 12. All right. Yeah. Roll the deal your damage. But I did five damage. Okay. You uh, you cast your spell uh, and he holds up a hand and a lot of that cone of cold gets, uh, gets covered uh, or melts as mm-hmm. it hits him with this warm, bright, golden light. And uh, you see him like just before you... Are you running for the door? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just as you go to run for the door, he like puts the hand on Kristoff and Kristoff like slowly starts to like stand and move again. Uh, But you are out the door. Yes. Yeah. There is a long hallway leading forward and you can see at the end of that hallway, there's a huge room brightly lit. I'm heading for it. I'm just booking it. You hear the double doors slam open as you're like a few feet down the hall and Kristoff is running for you. Roll to defy danger. And, well, so, like, to outrun him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you need to say I'm going to outrun him to imply that you're trying to outrun him. Constitution, strength. I was thinking dex, acting oh. fast. Okay. Although, uh, I could see constitution. I feel like... Your con- muscles are burning. You're, yeah. you're pushing through to try to get out. Yeah. I feel more constitution, but I've got my character sheet in front of me, so you might want to make that call. I think we gotta go with the Dex. Okay. I think Dex is speed. Okay. By the hair of my chinny chin chin, I got a seven. Oh, nice. Okay. So uh, as you are running down this hall, you see um, these uh, these um, runes appearing on the hall, mm-hmm. like on the floor, uh, and they glow with this like bright blue light, mm-hmm. and you recognize that they, it is a spell being cast. Uh, and these light up all the way down the hall. 
I'm going to try to counterspell. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to counterspell. So I rolled a five plus intelligence is seven. Okay. I gain one hold. Uh, the spell deals no damage. The spell's effects on you are superficial or temporary. You take plus one forward against the caster. You may cast a spell against the caster immediately. I would like to cast a spell against the caster immediately. Oh, well, well wait, hold on, because you sound, you looked like you were going to say a thing. It might. Should I wait? You might want to know what this spell is doing before you decide what you want to spend your hold on. That is fair. So you could try to spout lore on it, or you could just let it do its thing, and then you can counterspell against it. So my roll now would do nothing? No. Or I would just wait to use my roll? You have the hold, so you would just wait to spend the hold. Okay. Yeah, I wait to spend the hold. Except, okay, hold on. Here's my only question. Mm -hmm. The first option is that the spell deals no damage to you. Yeah. So I would be able to find out what it's doing to me without it necessarily dealing damage to me should I choose that option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you want to try to spout lore before anything? Okay. Mm -mm. Then uh, these uh, these runes are are growing in, in... intensity mm-hmm. and suddenly they flash and when they flash you are frozen in time and i actually think you start to move backwards yeah th- time is reversing for you if this spell deals no damage does that mean it's not working or it just means it's not damaging it's not damaging all right so i want to the spell's effects on me are superficial and temporary okay then yeah i think in that case like you're starting to move backwards and uh you are like casting the spell in your mind uh, as you're trying to like deal with the fact that time is now moving backwards for you but you're trying to think forwards mm-hmm. and as you are moving backwards Kristoff is still rushing forwards yeah and i think uh it splits you you manage to break the spell's hold on you mm-hmm. the second he wraps a gloved hand on your wrist so he's got me yes okay um i, I think it is light and is not stable he he doesn't have his hand like wrapped around your wrist he has it on your wrist does that make sense yes i have plus one forward against the caster of the door spell because i had used counter spell on one of the doors and i have a little note here on the, one of the doors downstairs oh that's true i have plus one forward against the caster of the door spell this might not be useful if it wasn't Kristoff who cast that spell i think it was grimnar grimnar uh, who cast so these spells i, I don't think so we have seen Kristoff cast any magic yet mm-hmm. so i am hesitant to give that to Kristoff. okay but do keep in mind yes for the future that you do have plus one forward against grimnar if that even comes up again so what do you want to do as uh Kristoff is like about to like wrap his hand around your wrist i can't remember if we d- dis- uh, <clears throat> excuse me discuss this my magic wand is on one side and my dagger's on the other, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. So my my wand is kind of like forever in my hand or at the ready. Yeah. Um, I think I grab my dagger. No, wait, hold on. He's not really holding me. Yeah, he he yeah he does. Oh, not then have I'm a... just gonna book it. Well, he he doesn't have a firm grasp. I think he is. I would have to do a thing before I yeah. can book it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm going for my dagger. Okay, you're gonna try and stab him. Yeah. All right. Uh, hack and slash. I rolled a seven plus strength so i rolled an eight okay deal your damage okay five. Ooh, dang good stab uh so can you describe the your stab i wasn't picturing a stab i was picturing more of a slash against his okay. wrist to make him let go of me so maybe okay. i hit some severe arteries oh okay that's but that's what i was picturing i wasn't picturing a stabbing because that would keep my dagger 
in him. I kind of yeah. You're just, so you you slashed his wrist. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that in that case, the move that he makes against you is let's say he grabbed you with one hand, and with his other hand, he had uh like the he was holding his sword, mm-hmm. and he hits you with the pommel of his sword, like okay. right in the hip. Yeah. Uh, and gives you shaky. Um, but you do manage to like, uh, you cut his hand open, um, and he lets go. What do you do? I book it. All right. Um, let's let's do one more dex. Okay. Defy danger dex to to Ooh, get out of here. Just give me shaky. Yeah. Well, that's okay because I rolled a natural ten, and my dex was a plus one, but shaky oh. gives it a minus one, so dex is basically zero. So I've got a ten. Yeah. All right. You book it out of there, and you enter into this huge room. And this uh, is a large uh, foyer. Um, There is, it's like a story and a half tall. And you can see there's these two uh, curved staircases that lead to the half, like half story balcony um, to your right. And under that half story balcony is this huge shrine with a magnificent pine tree and all in these beautiful gold lights and candles everywhere. Uh, Before you is another long hallway. And then to your left, is a huge pair of double doors. A part of me really wants to burn this down, but I have winter magic, and mm-hmm. I don't know that I can use fire. Uh, no. I also don't think it... Oh, well, you know, showing generosity and helping things grow aren't fire, so I think you could potentially use them... Uh, well... No, I don't think I can. Yeah, I, I also don't think, think so. it would be worth my energy, because they'll just put it out. So I go for the doors. I go for the big double doors. All right. Uh, you run for those double doors and you push them open. Mm-hmm. Uh, or and, I try to. And before you is the uh, massive tundra uh, laying out before you, uh, flat and white. It is pitch black outside. Um, it is this huge black canvas upon which these bright colors are dancing in the sky, uh, reds and blues and greens um, in ribbons swirling about the night sky. I think I keep running into the night. I think you do. And I think that ends the session. Next Christmas, I'm using my plus one forward against Grimnar and murdering him. (laughs) Yeah, I think think that's where we'll end. Ella here uh, manages to escape. She gets out. Yeah, when my brother couldn't. Yeah. Well, she also has to get across the tundra. Yeah, there's a lot that has to happen. I could very well die. But But I think I, I think got that's that winter magic. Yeah. I think that's good enough for this year. What do you think? What did you think? I loved it. I loved it. And I really like how she was very much the opposite of Thelion. Like Thelion was all about like his wisdom was pretty high, his strength was pretty high. Those are not her stats and he Mm -hmm. was really impulsive and she wasn't impulsive and yeah i really liked it also he failed a lot more looking at his uh (laughs) he failed a lot more but yeah no i really liked it yeah ella here did very well lots of lots of good roles yeah so thank you everyone for joining us for uh our return to the red road lich we hope that you enjoyed our 2018 and into 2019 winter special we will be back next week with, I believe, back to Sagaranza. Ooh, Sagaranza. I think we're going to try to stick with Sagaranza until... Uh, sound dies. Until sound dies <laughs> or someone else does. Messiah.
burn that lady to the ground. So thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we recognize that we've had some hiccups this winter. Diana got a touch of bronchitis, which Just a touch. Uh, kind of threw off some of our scheduling stuff. And uh, so, so thank you for uh, being understanding. We really appreciate you sticking with us and joining us. Yeah, because we they, there was a, a mimic-filled episode where I was not featured because of how sick I am. Yeah, so. we had our first guest episode, which uh, I highly recommend going back and checking out. Yeah, my... it was so good. I so enjoyed listening to Heart Points then. I don't like listening to my voice. <laughs> uh, my brother joined us for an episode called A Cruel Mimicry, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So check out that episode and check out Chasing Chocobos. We want to say a big, big thank you to Zach B., our editor, without him doing the editing this would be bad especially this particular episode so it's like greatly appreciated that he makes this listenable yeah it it, this show just wouldn't get made you can find us on uh twitter at heartpoints pod please tweet at us please let us know what you think about this episode or any of the other kind of special episodes that we've been doing or you know just general hardpoint stuff please rate and subscribe to us on itunes leave us a five-star review let us know what you think that would be greatly appreciated. We want to give a thank you to In Love with the Ghost for the use of their track Chilling at Nemo's Place off the album Healing, which we use for our intro and outro. You can find them at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. And I think that's everything. Oh, last thing. We are doing a live show at Thirsty Dice Board Game Cafe in Philadelphia on January 27th. It is part of the Everything is Awesome headstrong comedy festival we are raising money for the headstrong foundation you can donate ahead of time by going to bit.ly forward slash headstrong fest we are trying to raise at least five hundred dollars for the headstrong foundation which helps uh people affected by cancer it's a good cause it's it's a great cause um we are going to be at thirsty dice board game game cafe at 5 10 i believe but there will be shows from noon until 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to be joined by some great podcasts like Refugees of Esmeralda, uh, the ever-loved Pod of Love, and Party of One. Plus so, some other really cool podcasts. You know, just come hang out at Thirsty Dice all day. I think that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, we're going to be there all day uh, drinking drinks, playing board games, listening to podcasts, uh, and just generally having a lot of fun. So please come join us. And I think that is it for housekeeping. I think it might be. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you are having a wonderful, auspicious start to your 2019. And in the meantime, have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. Bye.